Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show with your featured host, Shah McCain, a forensic counselor, psychic, writer, artist, modern-day Christian mystic, and UFO experiencer. Shah introduced guests who are experts on all aspects of the paranormal and the sacred. The Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show has been featured on Blog Talk Radio as Staff Pick. And now for your host, Shaw McCain. Hello, everybody. This is Shaw McCain speaking to you live from Los Angeles, California in this hot, sweltering heat of the day. It was over 100 here in Los Angeles today. And so we're baking our brains out and sweating, and it's hot. And uh, it's been quite a day. The president was taken from the White House and uh, flight lifted to the hospital where he got the coronavirus. So he's in our prayers and everybody else has caught it. And uh, it's what a, what a, a weird day it's been. And uh, I'm so happy, happy to be above ground, uh, corona-free, and uh, here with you guys. It's, we have a very special guest tonight that I have been so looking forward to. Uh, Robert Lindsay Milm was reading tea leaves before he could read English. The Toronto native had humble beginnings as a 19-year-old hippie psychic working at the Tea House, but he has since grown to be recognized across the continent for the most insightful psychic intuitive counselors of his time. And we have him on the line, and I'm so excited and happy to have Robert Milne on the show. Welcome, Robert. You're live on the Paranormal and Sacred. How are you doing Thank you tonight? for having me on tonight, Shaw. I'm really looking forward to um, talking with you, and let's see if I can get psyched up enough, and maybe we can even take some calls, and let's oh. see if old Robert can... Uh, you know, perform. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Rob, we'll put you on the spot. I know you've been working hard all day. And, Just uh, over a hot crystal ball. You are. <laughs> well, because well, we actually, want you, I, I we do want have you, we need you, Robert. <laughs> but I actually do have a crystal ball, but I, but I, I don't use it. I actually don't you know, use anything. You the, know, the crystal balls are interesting, really. I know somebody that has quite a collection of these round crystal balls, but they're not all see-through. They're all different colors, and uh, they each have a meaning. Well, well, my crystal ball is a, is is a pretty big one. I think I've had it for you know like close to forty years. And while I I don't do readings with it, it always sits beside me when when I'm doing readings. So. It's got a lot of energy uh, in it now. And, you know, for thousands, you know, over my career, which um, in January, it'll be 56 years that, that I've been a professional psychic. Wow. And, and I've done more than 100,000 um, psychic um, connections in, in my life. So my crystal ball has been beside me for a very long time, and it it has all those the energy of all those readings, um, so it, it, it's quite powerful. Wow! Um, plus, it's a, it's vintage. It's a, it's a really been uh, when crystal was actually crystal. 
So you've got really uh, quite a nice uh, object there. Yeah, and it, and it, and you know when the sun shines on it, it gets you know yeah. it creates little rainbows all over as as well. That's what I it, love that. Yeah, and I'm not big on I I've never actually used uh, a medium to do readings. Uh, you know, a medium like in cards, palm, crystal ball, th- things like that. I've never actually used them. Uh, uh, my my I I do readings w- w- without without the um, without uh, those actual external mediums. And even when I worked at the tea room when I was a kid, I could never never read tea leaves. I would just hold the cup up, the teacup in in, in front of me, and I would would – you know, look at it and then look at the at, at the person in front of me, and I would just do my nor- normal reading. But um, I, I never understood what happened, you know, with the teacups or the tea leaves. <laughs> well, well, you know, um, my heritage is Greek, and there's a lot of tea leavers, leaves in the family. The, they read, you know, and I'm one of them. And it's just, oh, yeah? You see yeah, you see something, a shape or something, and that kind of right. sparks your mind, and that's all it is. You know, it's just a, I, a yes, little I tool. Yes, I understand that concept. Because it could be coffee grounds, too, for that matter. Yes, right, of course. <laughs> well, you know, um, after I left the tea room and I, and, I, and I went to work there, I was about 15 and a half. And um, I heard that if you were, if, if if you could do readings, and you worked at the cozy tea room, it was called in in Toronto. Um, if you worked there in the afternoon, you'd get a sandwich and a cup of tea and some cookies, and um, you'd also get paid at the end of the shift. And in those days, at at fifteen, I I was homeless. I I, I lived on the streets. And so, so getting a sandwich and a cup of tea and and some cookies was was a, a really big deal for me. And if you worked there at night, you'd get a hot dinner too. And and I applied to be a reader at that place, and um, I got the job. My first day on the job, um, at the end of the day, you know, I got I got a hot meal. I ha- I even got a sandwich. I got paid, and I got a place to sleep that night. And the next day, I had a job to go to. That's how it all began. Well, I, in my uh, professional career, anyway. That's amazing. Well, how? What made you think? How did you know you were psychic? How, what? When this, what started this? Because that's quite amazing to be able to support yourself with your gift. For me, that I think that's quite amazing at your at your age, really. I actually survived on the straight using. My, intuit, my, my intuitive psychic ability. Uh, that, that's how I survived. Um, throughout those, those, those years, uh, when, when I was on the street, I was always faced, I was always presented when I had a problem uh, that I could solve it using my intuition, my, my, my psychic abilities, or an immoral or an illegal way. I almost always chose the... the uh, um, intuitive, the, the psychic way. Uh, um, in it, we, we didn't we didn't have temperatures of a hundred degrees, and uh, we don't get temperatures of a hundred degrees in Toronto. Yeah. So in those days, in the winter time, which I was on the street then, um, it was very very cold, and and um, my my intuitions would would lead me to where I would I would get help or or safety or or security. Um, there were a few occasions where 
um, I didn't find a place, and, and I had to do things that sometimes children on the street do, um, but not very often. And I was surviving. It was, it was the part, it, and, and I see it actually as, as my uh, um, um, apprenticeship. It was it was where I I really honed my skills at the beginning, and you know because I was surviving by them, and and there were tests along the line, and, and like I said when, when when there were problems, often I if I used my intuitive or psychic abilities, so there was no right or wrong how I handled a problem, it, but based on how I handled it would determine what direction my life was going to go in. And and that's why I said I almost always uh, have have done used my intuition and and and, and psychic abilities. You know, this gives me a. I have like a a little heater that started in my chest when you started talking about yourself and uh, your openness about um, how you started out. And there's always a reason why a kid goes into the street. You know, I don't. I. I, I, I ran away must from have home. Been harsh. Yeah. I ran away from home because I was in a physically and an emotionally abusive environment, and and um, I, that's what I, I, I one day I, I one night I climbed out the window and ran away. That that's that's what happened. And did you and, ever uh, go back? Um, I almost never lived back home with with my. Um, family of origin again although although over the years you, you know we've patched things up um o- o- over the years I, I i went back and visited or stayed for a week or so or when things weren't going so good if i got really hungry i would i would i would go back to um my family's house and 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 um get something to eat or and, and things like that but um I, I i never lived at home full-time again after that, I had a similar. You know, I left home at fifteen. I I'm sorry, 15. I didn't. I le- I left home at fifteen. Wow! Also, so ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> About a hundred oh. years ago. I le- oh. But okay. <laughs> I, I never went home again. But I actually yes. ended up getting getting married and uh, at sixteen. Believe it or not. I believe that one. And uh, I actually could always think on my feet. You know, that's why when you were being frank about this, um, I think people that are psychic actually are actually good readers. You can read a room. Because Absolutely. of the abuse, you, you know what's coming. You know, that's why. You have to be leery. You have to be able to read the temperature of the room, who's doing yeah. what. You know, so I think that's where that's we right. got our early training. You know, is that well, we watch people. Now, I started doing readings where I got paid money when I was about 15 and a half. I was, as, as a child, uh, um, in my very, very early days, four years old, five years old, six years old, I was seeing things, and, and, um, and, I, and I was sensing things, and I would get into trouble. For things that I would say, I'll um, give you an example. One of my first memories: I'd come home from school um, for lunch, uh, and it would have been in kindergarten or grade one. So I guess I would have been five, maybe six. 
And that would have been in the, excuse me, in the 1950s or, or, or mid-1950s. And I came home from school and I said to my mother, Grandma Harris died today. Now, Grandma Harris actually was my great-grandmother, and I'd only seen her once in my life. And at the time, she was overseas. She was in England. So, so all of a sudden, from out of the blue, I say Grandma Harris died. And what I was doing is telling my mother that her grandmother died. And my mother got angry with me. And she yelled, mighty hit me, and said, why, you know, don't, don't say those terrible things. What, what's the matter with you? Um, and I got pretty quiet. The next night at dinner, so a day later, my mother and father were sitting at the table, myself and my sister, and all of a sudden, my mother said to my dad, Grandma Harris died yesterday. And I thought my father was going to get angry with my mother for saying bad things. And they just talked about it. I, I, I couldn't understand um, that, that they could talk about these things, but if I did, I couldn't. And I didn't actually know what things I could talk about or what I couldn't talk about. So, or Uncle Harold, that wasn't Aunt Sally. Who was that woman? Well, that got me into a lot of trouble, too. Um, so, <laughs> you know, so. Well, so, what was that about? Pardon? How what was long that ago? about? Yeah. That, that wasn't Aunt Sally that he was with? Well, he was with another yeah. woman. Right. Oh. And, 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 you know, I outed him. I didn't know. Um, I, I, I was, you know, six, seven. Uh, you know, we watched Howdy Doody on TV those days. We we didn't know anything about sex or um, other partners or th- things like that. It was it, I I didn't know. I just didn't know who the woman was. And so <laughs> so those types of things would get me into trouble, and I didn't understand. When I was nine, and this is when I discovered what I was going to do with my life um you know we canadians we we we, we think we own hockey we, we we think we're the hockey champions of the world so that that's our game and and my father and i we went down to a, a stanley cup semi-final hockey game and i was nine toronto and boston were playing and when the teams came on the uh, sorry when when at the end of the third period the score was tied one one and the game went into overtime. When the teams came on to the ice for the first overtime period, I knew number 17 with Toronto, and his name was Gary Eamon, I knew he was going to score. Uh, the game hadn't even started, but I knew. And when, when you know, the referee called the players and the, and the lights went down, just as they were ready to drop the puck in this building with 18,000 people, the realization that Eamon was going to score and Leafs were going to win, um, it, hap- it was so real, it was if it had already happened. 
So I jumped up and started to yell and scream. Can you imagine in this dark um, <laughs> arena with, with yeah. an, an entirely silent, this kid screaming, and everybody in the building looked over at us. And my father put, my hand, he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, sit down, please. And I got really quiet, and I realized that nobody knew Eamon would score. The referee dropped the puck. The game started. A couple of minutes later, Eamon came on the ice. I think a guy named Red Kelly, I think it was Red Kelly, passed the puck to him, and Eamon um, tipped the puck in the net, and Maple Leaf Gardens just went crazy. Um, everybody cheering, yelling and screaming, um, flashlights going, you know, flash bulbs going off. And I just looked around the building and I watched and I realized nobody knew, not even Eamon, that he was going to score. And it was at that point that I realized other people think differently. And I knew that I was going to do this now um, for the rest of my life. That's, that's how it that's happened. Profound. That's how that's it happened. Sound. Um, yeah. This this is a you know this has been studied from time immemorial. Where does this come from? Uh, where do you think this comes from? My 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 intuition. My where psychic ability. Where does this come from? Yes. Um. I I don't really know. It's just how I am. Um, now, there's a difference between being psychic and being spiritual. Okay. There's, okay. So so one doesn't have to be. You don't have to be both. You can be spiritual and not psychic and you can well actually you can't be um you can be psychic and not spiritual uh um usually people mm -hmm. that are evolved on a spiritual level see things clearer but the actual psychic ability is is a natural an awareness that almost all living animals have have you ever been in a situation where you just look up and all of a sudden you see somebody looking at you? Just from out yes. of the blue? At you? Right. Okay. So, um, or, or, or well, you know, I'm back in the days when, when telephones were the only way of communicating. Have you ever been thinking of, a, of, of someone you hadn't heard of for a, long, from, for a long time? And all of a sudden the phone rings and there's that person. Or I can't even I can't even tell you how many times. I mean thousands right. upon thousands yes. of synchronicity. That's right. Now we all have that sense of awareness. All right, not true. Almost everybody does. You know, there's always you know, there's one guy at the far end that, that has zero and then and then there's another person at the other far end that you know, that has a hundred percent. And the rest yeah. of us fit in between. So most people have a sense, an intuition, feeling. So you can take that ability, evolve it, you know, and, and, and um, expand it, practice at it, um, work at it, develop it. So we all start off, or most of us all start off with that awareness. Most children, sorry, go ahead, Char. 
You were going to say something. Oh, uh, yes, I was. Okay, I, I, I didn't know I made a noise. Um, okay, I was, I was talking to someone, Lauren Lawrence. I don't know if you know her, but um, she's a columnist. But um, she said uh, in her studies that she thinks some part of this is because you're, you're there already and you're actually seeing the future. And part of that is part of the, the thing that goes back and forth. So it depends on, like, where in the prism you're standing, but you're actually observing the future That's interesting before everybody concept. else is. I know. It is interesting. That's, That's what I want to tell you before concept. I forgot. Wow. That's that an interesting one. Um, and 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 did she also say that all humans were able, or, or all mammals, or all humans are able to do that, or or just or just a few um, lucky ones? Well, I I don't think it's everybody. I think it's a few people that actually uh, are able to perceive things a little differently than and beforehand. Like, how could you perceive the past when, uh, okay, so in time and space, the time-space continuum, Robert, everything is actually happening at once. We in our mind, yes, so we in our mind separate it, right? Yes. So. Well, because we, uh, I I, I love this line of thinking, uh, or or discussion, I, um, so, um, there is no, you know, it's all happening in the now. So we perceive the now. Um, we all, we perceive our our, our now uh, here and now. There is a, there there. So that would mean there is no future. There is no past. There, there, everything's happening in the moment. Although the way we live, we 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 live moment to moment or day day to day, week to week. In, in 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 a linear way that isn't necessarily the way time is is though but we see it in in linear in, in a linear way um i'm just i'm just thinking so when i i, I just have to think get i i've never I, I i i've never thought of this before so when i get an idea uh, when 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 I t- when when I'm looking at something, I instinctively get on the timeline and look where it's going to go. So yes. if a friend, so so I look, I I I, I um, deliberately, consciously think about the pattern or the path that that the question, the answer to the question is on. So I I, I go along that line, um, the timeline. And I, I, I just follow it. So I, I, I just do that instinctively. And also by a lifetime of practice. Yes, I think that, I think that is what's going on, is that the, the ability to read what's there, but you're able to perceive it. And it could be, like you said, before it happens. But you can also perceive it as a past thing. Let's say people say they have past lives and things like that. You know, I'm, I am, you know, still in the process of 
how I think and feel about that, you know, mm-hmm. reading the past life thing. You know, sure. but, I, but when life I thing. apply it, yes, when I, when I apply it to genetics, I actually can see how we are living, we're living out a past life thing. If we say it's DNA related, you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. So that would be inherited through the physical bloodline or pedigree that you would be born into. Yes. When you said the DNA, okay, okay. Yes. So um, that's how I hooked it up. Like, like uh, if, like, okay, I've been to, of course, a lot of talks and everything else. You know, because this is my interest, topics of interest. But yeah. everybody said, you know, they asked, do you believe in reincarnation? I'm the only one that didn't raise my hand. And I said, well, what, well why don't you believe it? I said, well, I really don't have any proof of this. And then I talked right. to somebody down the line that said, what about DNA? And so when I actually had my DNA done, all of a sudden, I actually in my mind's eye saw all the women before me, you know, that got all that being, I saw my lineage, and I can't tell you how thrilling it was to see those thousands of women. It was incredible. Um, you know, so then I realized this is along a line of DNA. That is your past life. It's probably a real life. I, I have a question. So when you say a long line of women, are, are, um, are you saying that, that throughout your um Past life, throughout your existences, yes. you've been predominantly yes. female. Well, no, I'm oh, just okay. saying, but that was a line that I'm following. Oh, that I didn't, okay. This is what it came up with because right. I only have my okay. my. Uh, they don't do the patrilineal. They don't do the patrilineal. They they go through okay. your mother, mitochondrial. Okay. Okay. Um, so, but, but but what I did is I saw them, you right. know, and I was I'm exactly who I thought I was, which is another thing. Huh. I always knew who I was, DNA speaking. You know, everybody else in the family okay. said a whole bunch of stuff, but I always knew who I was, and it turned out to be true. So right. I think there's an innate knowledge in us and a gift that we're given, you know, and passed so, on to us. So where did you get your gift from? What I'm getting at is there somebody in the family? Is there something? Ah, okay. Um, now, most of my life, or, 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 or until I got into my 30s, when, when, when I was, was a, a, a regular guest on a, on a national, a monthly guest on a national Canadian TV show, um, and, and I did that for seven years, um, then all of a sudden every relative that I ever had, you know, started to proclaim and profess that they too had psychic abilities. But until that time, you know, I, I, I was, I was ostracized and, you know, as, as, as the weirdo. Um, so, so I, and then all of a sudden everybody had it. Um, my great, great grandmother uh, her name was uh, Marianne Williamson, and my great great grandfather's name was James, her husband. And they were they, in Scotland in the mid 1800s. They traveled around Scotland. My my great great grandfather, by the way, in a covered wagon, and they he was a horse trader, um, horse dealer. 
and a horse breeder, and he would buy and trade horses, and they would travel through the countryside in the daytime. I found out recently, or a little while ago, that at night, Marianne Williamson used to read tea leaves around the campfire. And when they came into towns, uh, um, people came from all around to get readings from her. And and I, uh, a couple of years ago, one of my aunts gave me uh, um, her silver bracelet. Um, (gasps) And I, and I, and I hold it in my hand when I do readings now. Beautiful. Yeah. So, it it does run in my family, and and as I said, everyone you know is jumping on the bandwagon now. They always had it, but 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 you know they wouldn't talk to me because I was the weirdo. But but now but now it's okay. So excuse me. Well, okay. it's lucky that you got recognized at all because usually uh, people don't recognize you in your own family. I've known people oh. that have written 25 books, and I said, well, does your family read them? No, not one. My grandchildren no, don't even read them. I'm going, oh, my right. God. My you know, father. So guess, go, go ahead. ahead sorry. No. Um, my father's still alive. He's 91 years old. And um, what's wrong? Well, there's a lot of things remarkable about him. My, my, anyway, he, he's 91 years old. He just stopped working last February. He he um, when 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 everything got shut down it was when my father was no longer able to go to work and it's the first time since he was about fourteen or something that he didn't work and and um, he's he's going through all the you know all the um, the upset and stress of what hap- what somebody would go through when they were sixty or something when they retired so. Um, my dad. So, so in in our blood. I'm trying to remember why I was telling you that. Maybe I was just bragging about my dad. Um, oh, I know. I know why. Um, he also says, though, I'm the only guy he's ever met that's never had a job. <laughs> okay. Now, now I can laugh at that now. Um, but yeah, but we had some rows about it. Believe me, over 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 the years. And and um, now he says, well, you know, there are some men that need to have a job, and there are some that don't, and you never needed one. So, and that, you know, that was pretty good. He's never once, though, acknowledged or accepted or said that he believed in anything that I would do in 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 that area of my work. Is he Scottish? And and um, Scottish and English, same bloodline as me, yeah. Scottish, but that, yeah, uh, that's, English. But that's yeah, that's that that bloodline though, because my dad is Scotch and English, and they're right. pretty harsh taskmasters. I mean, really, it's hard to crack that rock mm-hmm. or whatever they they mm-hmm. build, you know. And mm-hmm. that's uh, they're, they're tough, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, my dad was. Well, you know, we still we've been meeting for for brunch every. You know, every Sunday now for about 20 years, and um, he still, Wonderful. you know, he still he still drives around, and he's you know totally independent, and and um, 91, it's, and he's looking for a job. Every time I see me, he says, "I gotta, I gotta find a job. This is crazy, not having a job." So, um, and I and I'm kind of like that too. 
Uh, yeah, and me, that, me too. Yeah, and and I'm gonna I'm going to be doing this work until I cannot do it anymore. This is what you can do for a long time because this is this is your love and this is yeah. what uh, makes that's you right. happy and that's, that's right. And you never get you never get tired of it. It's just uh, it's an un, unending, interesting uh, ability. That um, do you believe that your ability comes from a higher power? Um, do I believe my abilities come from a higher power? Mm-hmm. Um, at the beginning, we talked about um, everyone has has that intuition, or, or almost yes. everyone. So yeah. I have, I believe that the way I do my work comes from a higher power. So yes. The, basic natural ability or instinct that we humans have, uh, that, that's me. Um, how I use it and what I do with it uh, comes from a higher power. How I focus um, is, is uh, from a higher power. And that's when I said, uh, being psychic, you're not necessarily not necessarily spiritual. And another thing about being spiritual, you know, we we often say, um, oh, so and so was such a spiritual person. Meaning, sp- being spiritual means you're you're positive or you're good. Well, wait, Anton Levey. I'm sure you heard of him. Yes, Anton, I have. Anton Levey uh, was an evil person. Uh, however, yes. there are evil spirits. So, so there's positive spirits, and there's negative. It's just like when when we hear the word judgment. Don't judge people, you know. And the implication is, if you judge somebody, you've seen them as bad. When in reality, judgment is only that you have an opinion. So, for example, Shar, I've already judged you. I've judged you as somebody who I like um, and who's somebody that, that is a, 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 a fellow, a fellow um, 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 sensitive empath. I've judged you, you that way, and it's positive. So judgment is neither positive or negative. It, 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 you have an opinion. Well, we have to have a judgment. You know, we're, we're actually given judgment to actually – uh, save ourselves. I've had to Indeed. make a lot of judgments that saved me and sure. others. You That's know, right. and uh, so this is a, a very powerful thing, judgment. But you yeah. did bring up, uh, you know, spirituality and evil and people that do evil. And um, what what really kind of injures me is when people question my Christianity. Because I am, uh, uh, there's only one explanation for what I am is that I have had direct spiritual experience with my higher power, meaning I have had um, not only dreams and things like that, but I've had a rapturous experience and things like that. So I know God is real, but because it looks different to others, some other uh, certain types of religions uh judging me as not being Christian enough. And that, that really hurts me. I, and I don't really know how to get past it. I'm kind of stuck at being uh, scared. 
with their judgment scares me. Let's put it that way. You know what I mean? I do. Um, okay. So, so uh, um, I tend to not be religious, um, okay. more so than spiritual. Um, I tend not to use a medium when I do readings. Lots of people do. Um, I tend to, um, I, 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 I don't see things in religious ways. I do more so in spiritual. However, um, just about every religion is, is one that, that um, encourages the, their believers to do good, to grow, to evolve, um, yes. to, to, to be kind, loving, and gentle. Well, call it whatever you want. I'm okay with that. And, and if... Mm-hmm. And if your belief, if if your belief, how, however you see, uh, assuming you're you're Christian, therefore you, you know you 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 believe in Jesus Christ, um, and regardless of how you see Jesus, wh- whether you see him as walking on water, actually doing it, or or that it be, or that it just simply be a way of, of, of explaining his um, how exalted he he was or is. Um, it, it it doesn't matter. Mostly, it's that you believe. That's what it really comes down to, and it's your belief, and your belief is right. That's good to hear that. For it's you, good to hear because it's good. For, it's right for me. That's the point. Right. Yeah, yeah, whatever. That's the people that are actually have concerns along this line. It's right for you, and yeah. uh, not everybody's going to think alike, and uh, that made me feel better just saying it that way I understand something somehow you helped me cross a little threshold there yes. I can accept I can accept that because I have conflict with certain people over over things uh, and now I'm not having that conflict anymore because I'm not going to engage it uh, absolutely not we we'll just see things you differently don't, you, don't, you don't have to de- defend your spiritual beliefs actually you don't have to you don't have to defend any of them, any of your beliefs. But you don't have to defend your your, your spiritual beliefs. Um, your being being Christian is, is not like it was invented. It, it's not like some fly by night religion that 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 you know started <laughs> in the 1960s. It's it's been around for a couple of thousand years. Uh, so um, there's some history good there. Thinking. Good thinking. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm so good thinking because I, I belong to the real old school. I think that was okay. part of the issue. Was like uh, because I'm Greek Orthodox, so I belong to the real, real old old school. And yeah. it's it's because uh, when I first got into recovery, that's what my sponsor said. Uh, you know what I said? Well, you have to return to some kind of spirituality of your choice. I said, Well, what is it? And they go, Well, what was your childhood? And I said, Well, I was baptized Greek Orthodox. And he said, Just go do that. I went, Okay, sure. So it sort of suited me. You know what I mean? And so that's the way it all started so uh i got good advice god rest their souls the people who guided me there you know so uh it's it's quite an uh, amazing uh travels my experience uh-huh. with with um what jesus taught what what jesus professed 
and what what Jesus did with his life from 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 what I'm looking, he he was um, he did beautiful things. He did miracles. He 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 um, healed the sick. Um, he 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 uh, took care of people. Um, and there's nothing to defend the dead. He did all. He did it. He he did good. And what he what he was teaching was extremely radical for that time. Sure and it still it still remains radical to this day. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's uh, that's why it's very interesting uh, the way you put it because we all have to defend our own place. You know what I'm saying? Meaning, yeah. be who we really are, and just be that. And that's what we that's what we sort of defend. Not that it needs defending, but that's what we stick to stick up for yourself. You yeah. know, this is me, and that's the way it is. And uh, in the morning, because I have dreamt of a, a, a world. Now, this is a, a perfect world. I dreamt of it. Because one of my questions in my mind is, what's going to happen to this whole place? You know, someday. I dreamt to a future Earth. And that Earth, when a baby is born, they'll celebrate it as who they really are. Like, people can hardly wait to see who you who you're going to be when you grow up. You're not <laughs> turned into anybody. You're not pressured into anybody. Sure. You're sure. welcomed as you really are in this new world, you know, and That's it's a really totally nice. different concept. It's a beautiful thing, I tell you. I'm wondering if, um, when you're talking like this, I'm wondering if there are throughout the universe or the universes, I'm wondering if there are other planets, and each planet has a particular type of lesson or way of being um, that needs to be taught. So on this planet, um, love is the thing that we aspire to. Well, in the overall, um, what is one way, there must be equally the opposite. So in order for positive to exist, negative has to exist as well. So maybe there's a, a planet somewhere else that teaches the, the purpose of that existence is the exact opposite to ours. And then another planet is, is a whole different uh, way of, of living. And another one, each, each different planet's having um, different values, morals, religion, beliefs, and behaviors. We've certainly had that happen in our planet over over the the um, since the beginning of time. Romans were very different value wise than what we are today. It's a, it's quite amazing um, that we have really lost more information uh, that we really now remember. That it's so inc- even our Earth is so incredibly old, and you know. Um, Cities are just being discovered under the underground. The, the, you know, can you can imagine now that we know how many universes there are, just not ours in the Milky Way. I mean, there's so many now. Yes. And then, you know, with the new brain studies, they're finding out. You know, we have always been taught. Now, me and you both were taught in school three dimensions. So it was drilled into our heads. I can remember having to make those squares. Okay, this is three dimensions. We live in three dimensions. The paper is two dimensions. I remember them teaching that in science class. But our brain and the new brain studies are saying our brain perceives 11 dimensions. When 
Wow. It's a phenomenal. Like, I know yeah. it's phenomenal. It's like if we're only taught three, but our brain knows of 11, it recognizes 11. So hmm. what we're talking about, it depends on where we are and seeing things a little ahead of time or whatever. Right. See, that's all, that's all the possibility of what's going on. Yeah. Wow. Um, slightly different subject, but maybe similar. I was listening to a TED Talk broadcast a while ago. woman that was on, she called herself a, um, a, an astronaut, um, a, a, um, I'm sorry, I forgot. What, what, what do they call the, the scientists that, that, that dig up ruins? They're called... Um, archaeologists? Yes. She is an archaeologist astronaut. And this, and and they they go up in the you know in the in in the, and and what they do is they they do readings of the earth not psychically but with machines, and they can measure the the um, the way the earth is, and they can identify where lost ruins are. Like for example, you know she said that there there were um, we've only seen about. 10% of the pyramids that have been built, they're, they're, they're buried underground. And there is around the world um, about a million different sites from, from past, um, past uh, um, civilizations. civilizations. Yeah. That's incredible to me. It blows me away that, okay, that things are, are taught, like for some reason we were brought up in a squelching atmosphere where whatever your natural abilities are, they want to put the foot down and squish them. You know, it's just, Absolutely. They're, squel- they're squelchers is what I call them. They just want to squeeze yeah. it out and squelch it and put their foot on you. And yeah. to be relieved of that and just bloom like how you are would be the greatest relief. Cause I know there's people that are, are so oppressed they can't come out and just just be be their their selves and, and live with their natural gifts. You know this is like a harsh planet for this. It's harsh, but this is it where we gotta go. It can be, um, and then there are lots of, um, but it also can be very gentle too. Yes, that's when those miracles happen that that boost me up and make me glad I'm alive. Really, is when those you, real good you, things you happen. You also. Do 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 you believe that most people can do miracles? I think that we all have a gift, like we're born with certain gifts. Okay. And that um, whether they're developed or or okay. depends on what garden you're growing in, really. You know, because some I people believe... will be scared of you. Well, what do you think? Okay. I believe that we all can do miracles, and you know, miracles are only miracles until you learn how to do them. And then they're not miracles. And there's a process in learning how to do miracles. You know, like um, when we think of miracles and, and with, 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 with Jesus, for example, um, you know, he, he, he walked on water. Um, 
he he fed the multitude with with what is it seven fish and a loaf of bread and and, and he and, and he fed the multitudes um he he turned water to wine he he did all those things well you know they're they're the they're the kind of miracles that somebody that plays in 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 the big leagues um you know like like the nba you know they're they're the miracles that that take a lifetime or lifetimes to evolve to it's so, it's, so, it's so true because, okay, when you said that about the hockey thing, because yeah. I was watching all these uh, hockey, they were, I guess they were timing people hitting the hockey stick on the puck and had the timing of how fast and how hard they hit it. These right. guys were on the ice and they were hitting it pretty dang hard. I mean hard. Mm-hmm. And then up comes Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> he hits it so hard it's like lightning. Absolutely. And that is the difference, is that, okay, everybody is splendid, top-notch, there are all the best people everywhere until you get the top one. And he came up there and did it a hundred times faster than they could even conceive of. Now, that is a gift, and he developed it. There, yes. And it's it's a powerful thing to watch. Yes. So so there are um, small miracles. And and when you, um, in order to learn how to do them, miracles, you, you need to start off with the little ones. Like for a, a simple one, for me, um, and, and a lot of people can do this one. Um, in, in, by the way, in Toronto, um, we're, we're the, um, our, Toronto's a really large city, and we have this outrageous traffic problem. Um, so, so I almost always get a parking space and i mm-hmm. almost always get a parking space right outside the door that i want to go in and it happens like more than 90 percent of the time because i believe it will happen and it does and 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 my friends get really get really surprised you know i say don't worry we'll, we'll get a place just don't think about it we'll, we'll get it and then all of a sudden you know a parking space just comes up at the front door of where, where we're going um and yeah. that happens all the time well that's a minor one but but that's where you start um throughout my life things that i've liked that that i've been i've been fascinated by watching energy and manipulating energy so um when so I worked at that tea room, you know, from the time I was about fifteen and a half till about twenty-one, and and um, that was my, you know, that's and and I did that for, you know, several well in that time period, and I did readings every day, five days a week, sometimes six, and sometimes even seven days a week when I and did readings every day. so it happened all the time, so I was constantly practicing. I didn't like working for people. And I didn't like people making money from my skill. It really bothered me. And at the tea room, we got paid, you know, this was a long time ago, like $2.50 would get somebody a tea leaf and card reading. And the tea room would get $1.50 and the reader would get a dollar. That made me crazy. Because here, here is someone making a living selling our service, and and without us, they wouldn't be able to get it, and they're making more money than us. That used to just I, oh, 
It used to drive me crazy, except for near rent day. And so I'd always be good <laughs> around rent day, you know, so that I'd make my money. And so um, after I left the tea room, I was living in this flea bag hotel. And, and after I left the, the, the tea room, I was having a little trouble paying rent because I wasn't getting the business I used to. And um, I, uh, I, one of the guys that worked on the night shift at the front desk, um, he, he died. And I went to the owner and I asked him, could I have Whitey's job? He was four nights a week on the front desk. Um, only don't pay me. Give me room and board. And, and I got that job. And um, when there was a, a brawl in the in the bar downstairs, everybody that worked there had to come down to um, uh, to stop, help stop the the fight, the, the the barroom brawl. I always had this fantasy about walking in the room and and raising my hands and changing the energy and stopping the fight. Well, you know, you can get beat up pretty badly walking into a, a barroom brawl trying to do that. Um, mm-hmm. So, so um, I just got used to watching, sensing energy, watching how people are, and watching and sensing how their energy builds until they become violent. And and I've studied that my whole life, and and learned how to um, manipulate that, change it, use it, um, and and often stop the violence. The piece de resistance, resistance as it were, um, happened a couple of years ago. I was going to a shopping, uh, a, 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 a grocery store, and there was a group of young boys, um, 15 or 20 of them, and they were in a circle um, right outside the grocery store, and they were chanting, and they were working themselves up into a front. And they were really getting revved up. And I, was, and I was watching, thinking, what are these kids doing? When I say kids, you know, 15, 17, 18, something like that. And I'm thinking, what are these kids doing? And then I noticed that they were directing their, their thoughts and their energy towards um, a wall. And when I looked closely, I saw a dog tied to a bicycle um, rack. And these kids were, were, were threatening and sending that energy to the dog, and the dog was really afraid. And these kids were getting more and more revved up, and it felt like they were going to go after the dog. And I watched, and I took a deep breath, and I relaxed, and I walked right into the, in the middle of the group, right smack dab in the middle. And I just stood there. And I looked around, and I made eye contact with the leader of the group, and he looked at me and said, is that your dog? And I said, no, but we're friends. And all of a sudden, it was like a pop, and the energy burst in, in, um, in, in that circle. And then I immediately walked over and started patting the dog, and within, a, within about two minutes, the, the, that group dissipated, and they all walked away. Wow. Now, now, was that a miracle? No, it wasn't. It was a lifetime of studying, sensing energy. But it looks like a miracle. Because you, you were actually what that dog was praying for, though, because I believe animals want help. Oh, and they, oh, he asked oh, for the right the person. 
So the rest of the story went, you know, I walked over, stood beside the dog, started patting the dog. The group dissipated, and the owner came out. And he walked up to me, and he saw me patting his dog. And I said, if you can communicate with your dog, he's got a really good story for you. And then I went into the, sh- and then I went into the store, and I think I wanted coconuts that day, and and, and I got because I was baking a, um, a, a a chocolate a banana cream a coconut banana cream pie. That's why I wanted. Oh coconuts. yeah. So well, uh, that, that's what I was. So so was that a miracle? Some people would say that, but. I learned how to do it and had done little things like that, building to to the big one. So so we and 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 your your Lord says these things I sh- I do ye shall do and more. Yes. Okay. So People so we all that. can so do that. So he this. said, "I leave this gift to you, and then all of you can do the same." And That's then right. He did say that. That's pardon. He did sorry, say that. Did yes. He said, so, I give so, this gift to you, and you can all do the same as me. That's right. And and also, every Christian has been given the gift of, of healing, laying of hands, on the laying of hands. That's a gift. That be, that's what happens when you're a Christian. You can do that. Well, you I, know, I, right? I believe, I, I do, I know it's, that it's true. Right. It's uh it it comes in really uh handy. I I know that um prayer works, uh positive intention works and uh it all works just to help people because people are in need and they want answers and you know, they want help. You know if I, you believe you can do something, you can. So the only reason you can't fly is because you absolutely 100% believe you can't fly. The reason you can't walk through a wall is because you absolutely believe you cannot. So when you're setting a goal, when I do my life coaching, and, and sometimes in readings too, I, I, I instead of telling people to set their goals to their highest highest desires set your goal to the level that you believe you can do it then you can do it and when you do it then you can expand and go up the next step so when you believe you can do something you can do it believe that's that right. sign that you have they have you know hanging up on many walls of believe and that's it that's the the basic point. Don't lose your faith and just believe. Absolutely. And uh, also believe in yourself that you can do it. That's, you know. That's and, correct. Uh, and then you can. Then you can, because the the world is is a harsh place right now. It's a crazy place. Um, strange things are happening. Uh, we're dealing in the middle of a a weird virus, and we're all in the shutdown and. Uh, we just need the faith to hang in there every day to see, you know, that things are changing and maybe this is a time out to uh, gather up the strength and the courage to move on to the next thing. That may very well be. Um, I was, I've been listening, you know, listening to you speak. Um, my focus 
in life, though, is more about taking care of what's in front of me and mm-hmm. and what I can do is is you know help the person in front of me. I can't change the world. I I I, I can't change very many things. What what I can do is 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 help that being that that that's right there. Um, that's that's what I can do. So my work, my focus has been what's in front of me rather than what's what's going on over on the other side of the rainbow as it were um that that, that that's where that's, that's a good I'm way to, that's a good way that's a good place to keep it too with insight and things you know yeah. things that we can can uh change and address that's rather right. than being all over the place i i yeah. I, I get it i get it do you are you did I wear you out with this conversation? Are you up nope. for any couple of phone calls? So are there people on the line now? Yeah. Okay, so um here's what I would you know, we didn't get a chance to talk about this and I didn't get a chance to prepare. So what what I would ask people to do when they get on the air um is tell me their first name and where they're calling from. Uh, can the people that are um, waiting to get on the air, mm-hmm. can they hear us talking? Yes. Okay. So they can hear me speaking now. So what I would like yes. people to do is write down a question you would like me to answer. Um, like I said, I haven't had a much of a chance to get, you know, to get, get focused for, for this. Yeah. Um, but I just ask people to um, tell me their first name, where they're calling from, and then um, have something written down, a, a question or, or two, and then just, but don't ask it, j- just let me get started, let me get going. So we'll, we'll see okay. how it goes from there. Okay. So everybody's got their homework assignment. So get to writing. And I have. Uh, I'm going to take the the people uh, as they called in. How so, quickly does time go by? It's amazing. It's, I know we just gone through our first hour. It's hard to believe, and I hadn't even got to half my questions. Okay. We um, haven't. Yeah. Um. That's that, that, that's incredible. We, we. You know. We we haven't even talked about my really my my work. We've just been talking um, theoretical stuff, and which is great. It's, it's, it's I know. Really it's, it's a great hearing what you feel about this stuff. So, okay, so it's going to be caller one, uh, and her name is Tasha. Tasha, so, you're live. Okay. Hello. So, hi, what's your. Um, so, would you repeat your first name, please? Can you hear me? Tasha? Yeah. She's been waiting a long time. Oh, no. Tasha. Okay, so- can we just put her on hold and go to the next call? Yeah. And then come back. We promise we'll get back to you, sweetie. Um, we just got to get this going because it's it's um, waiting. It's getting late. Yeah. And okay, Eric. Eric, code two one two. What? Uh, you're live. Say hi. Hello, hello. Hi. This is Robert, and I'm with on Char's show. What's your first name? Well, my official first name, according no, no, to my what, mother, what do people call you? Aaron Sue. I'm sorry? Official first name, according no. to my mother, is no, no, Karen. No, no, I just, what do people call you? Uh, Kara be, or Katie. What do you think of you know, the name yourself? <laughs> what do you think of yourself 
when you think of yourself, what do you call yourself? I call myself Robert as opposed to Robert Lindsay or Bob. So t- I just speak, if you were going to be introduced, what would you say? My name is? Well, I, I keep changing it, so I'm not sure. It's kind of a weird story, okay. my name. All right. So, uh, um, until I mean, you think we, we, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Char, um, this yeah, isn't yeah. quite working. Okay, Carol. Is your name Wait, Carol? And this, this isn't working um, okay. for whatever I've reason. I've used a Casey a lot with I'm my so, friends. I'm, yes, I, I understand. I'm really sorry. It was so difficult. I'm not able to connect with you. I'm okay. so sorry. I'm, okay, I'm really that's sorry. Okay. That's okay. Let's try one more time, and that's going to so, be that's going to be. Like, um, I just want people to tell me what, the, what your name. I know. I don't understand. Okay, hold on. This is area code eight four five. So please just give your name. Yeah. Um, it, it's You're not live on the air. Hi there. Katarina. Who name. am I speaking to? What's your name? Katarina. And Hi, where are you Katarina. And where are you I'm calling in the, from? Hi. Okay. And I've really super duper been enjoying your show. Just saying. Oh, thank you. So whereabouts are you right now? I'm in New York. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and the show is in, in um, California, in, in Los Angeles. Thank you very much. Now, regardless of where you're living right now in, in, in New York, you would find that within – Oh, at least 18 months, maybe maybe not quite that much. Wherever you're living now, you're going to be in a different, a, a different location. The next year for you, year and a half, is going to be one where, where you will be making more adjustments to your life than you have in the last four or five years. This is a year where you'll be growing, evolving uh, more than what you've done Probably in the, in, the, in the last four or five years, really quite quite a remarkable time. Um, relation, just about every part of your life becomes different. Like look, where you live, the people that you're around, even how you make your money. Virtually everything that becomes different is caused by you making it happen, rather than it happening to you. So it's you going out making it um, occur. What would you like to know about? Wow. Well, um, you you said a lot there. I did write down the two questions like you had said, or should I ask you? Okay. Um, One is I have a project that I did a few years ago, um, and it is completed, but I feel it could be better. Um, And I'm... The project would would this be something that you would work on, or was it or was it a hobby like project? Hello. It's a hobby um, for now, but I want to. I want it to be my work. Okay. So so so. Um, it will take you another twelve to fourteen months to be able to market it or to create an income from it. When you get your first project that you work on that you get recognized for, because I don't know what it is, um, so I'm just looking at the concept. When you get your first payment, um, it will prepare you to do that full-time, and it will take three years after that where you'll be making 
a living of the equivalent of $85,000 a year. Wow. It, so it's going to take cool. you four years to get there. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 that, thank you, Lord. <laughs> um, so yeah. one thing, did, is, is there, is, uh, did you did you hurt or or strain your shoulder by any chance? Because as I'm talking to you, I just started feeling the tension going down my 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 neck, down my shoulder, into my arm. Was that you? That's my other question. That's what is so it? Because um, my dad, who's passed, hurt his shoulder, um, and this morning, um, my mom woke up. Uh, to find the kitchen lights on, and these lights don't work. They were on. Um, we lit a candle, and the flame, um, we have, like, a, a altar for him, and there's always a candle lit for him. And there was no windows open, and this flame was dancing as if there was a fan, and it was a huge flame for okay. a small candle. So and you I can walk outside. You um, can tell I, your mother. Mm-hmm. About um, the shoulder arm thing that you heard from me, and you can tell your mother that that's an indication that that his energy is 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 around you and the home all the time. Uh, okay. Oh, beautiful. Oh, by the way, it's conscious decision. It's not like you know purgatory. As in being uh, stuck around the place, right? He, it, it's there by his conscious decision. Um, he's not quite ready to um, let all the people just... He's not quite ready to let go and go on to wherever he's going to go until he makes sure that, um, uh, especially you're in, in, in the most comfortable home uh, relationship in, in involvement, so that's going to be a little while. Wow. And thank you very. Um, that's a couple of years away too. Thank you very much. Um, it's been a delight speaking with you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. Glad you, you enjoy the show. Thank you. God bless you too. Well, that's. It's very interesting um, that you're picking up on the shoulder thing. It's really kind of. Uh, Interesting. So when someone says that to me, I say to them, so how do you think I knew that? Go ahead, play with how humor me. How do you think? How do, how, how do you do that? I'm psychic. <laughs> <laughs> I fell for that one. Now, if you want to reach, if you want to reach Robert, go to www.rlmreadsyou. R-L-M-R-E-A-D-S-U-Y-O-U.com if you want to like get a hold of Robert. He that's reads. how you can get in touch with me. And if anyone, no matter who contacts me, um, you know, I've gotten pretty busy. I'm, I'm supposed to be like semi-retired and I'm working full-time again. Uh, not a complaint. This is not the complaint department. Um, right. Uh, but, but I... And, and this is something that's just started recently again. Um, only the last couple of months that I've been going on shows again. I just stopped several years ago. Um, I, most of my work has been in mainstream media. And mm-hmm. af- after a while, 
I just got tired of always having to be on guard. Um, if you know, if I let my guard down, there's a really good chance the host is going to, uh, you know, uh, uh, attack yeah. me on some level or or challenge me or something when I'm not looking. And um, after a lifetime of traveling, doing shows, um, I got kind of tired of it. And I also got tired of being treated like one of them. And and it was because in the mainstream, our work kind of got burned out and 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 um, um, pushed aside in, in, in mainstream medium. And I just got to the point where I said, I, I don't want to do this anymore. And someone suggested that I appear on a show. Um, it was like last June. And um, all of a sudden, it was, all came back and it started being fun again. So it's only been the last three months that I've been, um, you know, reaching out and, and, and doing shows. I never stopped doing readings. But I, I, I just feel so fortunate. I'm so fortunate that you, you're on our show because uh, we really want to hear from you and want to hear your ideas and the way that you are helping to heal the world. We really want to hear this, you know, to good, the good messages and that how we can change things and how we can, uh, you know, feel better about what we're doing, you know, because a lot of people yeah. are wondering right now, what you know, what are we going to do? The president was just taken off in a helicopter to the hospital, you know, for the coronavirus. Yes, and I'm, I'm very aware of these things, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, that's one question I wanted to ask you that uh, you mentioned quite frequently in a book called Perfect Predator, and it's yes. about um, Dr. Stephanie Strathder and Dr. Strathy. Thomas Strathdee Strathy. and her Stephanie husband. Strathy. And Tom yes. Patterson. Yes, and I there was a, and it's about a superbug. So I thought yeah. this is so interesting that we're actually gonna. I was gonna bring it up because you mentioned several times in this book, and it is about a superbug. That, yes, it is. That, uh, she she was traveling to Egypt, and tell tell a little bit about that story. It's quite. So, uh, so Stephanie Strathdee is um, has been a client of mine for. I think about 30 years. And the first time I did a reading for her was, was in Toronto, um, and she had just completed her doctorate degree in epidemiology. Um, Stephanie now lives in California, and she is um, a professor of epidemiology as well as an associate dean at a Southern California university. Tom, her husband, also is um, a professor of psychology at the same university, and he also is an associate dean at, at the same university. Tom is in his mid-70s now, and I think Stephanie would be in her mid, um, mid-50s. Stephanie... Um, is a ren- a renowned researcher in in um, AIDS and and HIV. Tom and Stephanie went away for um, their dream vacation, and they went to Egypt. But I also have to tell you, and also Tom has been um, 
a, a client of mine, too. He's had a couple of readings from me. And he, um, well, he believes now, but, but before he wasn't so, he wasn't taking what I had to say all that seriously. I did a reading for him two years before um, they went away on their vacation. And in that reading, now Tom is big guy, like six foot five. And he's a kind of Indiana Jones kind of guy. And, and, but over the years, he got really big and went way over 300 pounds. Doing his reading, I said to him, Tom, in the next couple of years, there is an illness coming. Oh, no, that's not. What I said is, Tom, in the next couple of years, you're going to be 100 pounds or more lighter than what you are now. And then I said, Tom, there's an illness coming, and it's a very serious illness, and it's going to affect your abdomen, and you are going to be as sick as you possibly can be without dying, but you're going to be very ill, and you will lose 100 pounds. And then I said, it seems like the 100 pounds is more the destiny to lose than getting sick. It's up to you. If what I said frightens you, you can lose 100 pounds, and I bet you will miss the illness. Or you can go through the illness and lose 100 pounds. It's up to you, Tom. You can do it the easy way. You can do it the hard way. That, by the way, is in the book. So, so Tom, I guess, chose to do it the hard way because he didn't, didn't lose any weight. When they were in Egypt, he had some kind of an attack in his stomach, and he got really, really sick. He was in the hospital in Egypt, and he caught a super virus, a super bug, and it was 100% antibiotic resistant, which means if you get that super bug, you die. And Tom was... Um, Airvacked, or yeah, yeah, airvacked to to um, Germany, and he was in isolation, in intensive care, and all his all the people around him were were in hazmat suits, and basically, Stephanie was told that her husband was going to die. Stephanie was in touch with me at that time, and throughout the next six months, I and Stephanie had a conversation on the phone or by Skype every day. I told Stephanie that she could find a way. She could find a solution, an answer, a cure. She decided that that's what she was going to do, find a cure for her dying husband. Um, and now, I'm not the star of the book. There's a whole lot of other people that are the stars of the book. My job was I had a mental link with Tom when he was in a coma, and I knew what was going on with him 24-7. Besides having the mental link with Tom, I also was sending him energy as well. So I was like a... Um, a, a distant um, IV drip because he was constantly receiving energy from me and 
when he was in the coma, I knew what was happening. And I was often a little bit ahead of the doctors in, in what I was sensing. And sometimes a couple of days, I could tell when his um, uh, vital signs changed. I knew when he was in trouble. I knew when he was having emotional problems and difficulties. There was one time in Germany, and, and, and Tom talks about this now, in the, and, and, it's, and he writes about it in the book. There was one point where all of a sudden I noticed, oh, and how I saw that Tom and why I believed he was going to live is I, I thought of a candle and the flame burning. And while the flame was burning and it was strong, I knew that Tom would, would, would stay alive. If the flame went out, it would mean that, because that was his life force, if the flame went out, Tom died. And, and that's how I knew he was, how he was doing most of the time. There was this one point when that flame started flickering, and it, was, it would look like it was getting blown out. At the same time, and, and what was going on was Tom didn't quite understand where he was. He hurt he was sick, he was in a coma, he was cold, he was alone, and he was drifting away. He was letting go. Stephanie started talking to me about Tom's daughters, and she was wondering about what could happen if they came over. And I said, if they, that would be great. Yesterday would have been a great day for them to be here. Today is pretty good. Tomorrow's not so good, and if you wait longer than tomorrow, don't bother. That night, Tom's two daughters flew to Germany, and when they got close to him, all of a sudden, Tom's vital signs started getting strong, and, he, um, and the flames started stopped flickering. If the girls hadn't have been there then, Tom would have died. And he writes about that also in the book. He didn't know that I was psychically tuning in. But what he does write about is how he was all alone letting go, and all of a sudden his daughters were there. And it, made him, it gave him the, the strength to hang on. Throughout that time, while Tom was um, in the coma, um, that was what my work was. I also um, had a meeting with Stephanie every day, and she would ask me questions about what was going on with Tom and where I thought it would be going. Now, there were lots of, other, there were lots of doctors involved. And when Stephanie found the cure, um, it was something called phages. And, and um, she was researching, and it was, she narrowed it down to three possibilities. And she ran by everything with me and then all her, the other people that she was working with because by that time, there were a group of scientists involved because, you know, they're her, they're her uh, contemporaries, got involved with doing research to, to help Tom, to save him. Um, three things, three cures that they come, that, that's, that Stephanie had narrowed it down to. And she said, oh, I want to tell you about these. And she started off and she said, the first one is something called phages. And I said, that's the one. 
And she said, yeah, but let me tell you about the other ones. And I said, yeah, but that's the one. And and then, you know, she said, humor me, you know, listen to the other two. And she did. And I listened and I said, yeah, but the first one. Phages is a treatment. It comes from sewer water and it's excrement. I, I kid you not. It's in the book. Like I didn't. I did. I, I saw that, that what it looked like. There were some drawings there of what that, that, oh, that looked like. Oh, good. Okay. So what it is is excrement, and and um, in the 1920s and 1930s in Russia, they were doing experiments with people that had lower uh, organ um, illnesses, and they were actually injecting. Um, fresh stool into people that, that had these cancers and, and had these infections. And they were getting, and, and the concept was uh, the healthy bacteria would eat or destroy the unhealthy bacteria. That was the, the, the thinking. This was the test that went on through the 20s, 30s, and then penicillin got invented. And those tests stopped. And there hadn't been very much, re- hadn't any research been done until many, many years into the future, until we started noticing um, uh, diseases that were develop, were, you know, were developing an immunity to antibiotics. And yes. what happens is these little phages, they're like little Pac-Man, and they go after and attack um, the the um, illness, the the um, the the um, uh, the bad bacteria. Yeah, the super That's bad. right. And, 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 and that is what happened. Tom was at the point, it, it, it took a whole group of people around the world to get the phages ready. The American Navy had a, uh, has a, a lab that, that did phages research, as does the American Army and Navy, and plus several other labs, one in Australia, one in, in South Africa, one in India, uh, a couple of, one in Germany, some in, um, in, in other parts, and they all donated their phages in the research. And, and um, Tom was the first human since 1930s to be directly injected by the phages. He was hours away from death. And um, he was injected with the phages, and within a very short amount of time, his vital signs were um, got stronger, and he started getting treated with phages, and the phages um, destroyed the superbug, and Tom lived, and changed the way the world is treating certain infections, and it's changing the way um, science and medicine is now looking at, say, uh, cancerous tumors. They're looking for other things to inject into the body that will attack the, 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 the tumor and, and eat it rather than cutting people up and, and, and treating them with all kinds of chemicals. And all that happened because Tom got sick and his incredible wife, um, her genius decided she would find the cure, and it changed the world. So it's so amazing, and it's so timely too. Um, because when I was reading that, I, I was thinking about what's happening now with this uh, our superbug now, this uh, whatever is this COVID nineteen. The superbug is the superbug was a bacteria 
the COVID-19 is a virus yeah. and not a bacterial infection. It's not a bacteria. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a virus. Um, h- however, it also can be attacked and, and destroyed as well. Um, but they would have to alter the phages and, and make them more powerful than that particular virus and have a war. It would be like a war. Um, that would be how it would be treated, I, I, I would suspect. Yeah, so they have I, to do lived, something. I lived that for almost a year. Wow. And and um I I I lived through that and, and, and I still had my regular practice also. So um and I had never participated in, in something like that before. There was a healer that was involved and I'm so sorry, I've just forgotten Martin's last name. Um he's a he's a, in he he's um, an amazing healer. He, he he's in um, um, he's in San Diego area, and um, he had done some work with Tom and Stephanie before Tom got sick. I was connected with Tom, and he'd been receiving energy from me for a while, and I was starting to get tired. It was it was really wearing me down. One, I was living it, you know, at twenty four seven. He was draining, receiving energy. Uh, my, I, I chose that, um, and and as well as I was tuned into him, um, being concerned about what was going on day to day, and I was starting to get tired. Like uh, you, you know, like like my legs felt weak and and, and wobbly. Um, and, and I was having trouble, you know, doing my other work too. And Stephanie started talking about um, this healer that she knew, um, named Martin. And, and I'm, I'm sorry, Martin, I forgot your last name. It'll it'll come back. Um, so Stephanie said we've um, we we've decided that Martin is going to start doing some you know, um, um, distant healing, and then he'll also come to the hospital and lay hands on, on Tom as well. So we were having our, Stephanie and I were having our normal uh, daily meeting, and right in the conversation I said, my God, what was that? Stephanie, write the time down. Something really significant has happened, and, and something has changed. Um, and all of a sudden, there's so much more energy that Tom has. And, and um, I, got so, I got so revved up, and I got so charged with energy. I'd never experienced anything like that. Stephanie called me back a couple of hours ago, and she said, Oh, at the exact same time that you said, oh, my God, what was that, was the exact same time that um, um, the healer sent energy to Tom. And we met. Um, Martin and I met psychically with our our now shared uh, patient, Tom. And... Martin wanted to know who the hell was there with Tom, and I wanted to know what the hell was this with Martin and what it felt like. Like, this guy was 
really powerful. It it felt like standing in front of one of those water cannons getting blasted away. That's how powerful Martin was. And Martin had a big part of uh, saving Tom as well. Remarkable, really. It's uh, I it's totally in the book. believe it. It's in, it's in that book, and the, the book is called uh, Perfect, Perfect Predator. Predator. Yes, and uh, it's uh, it's available on uh, Amazon. That's where I found it, and uh, it's also uh, you can actually get now, a this, audio this book. book was, or... It wasn't a self-published book. A big publishing company um, uh, um, bought the rights to it, and and um, I also well, two of the things I I, I talked about with with Stephanie when when everyone thought. Tom was dying. Um, I told her that there was going to be a book about this written, and well, she wrote it. And then I also told her that there is also going to be a movie, and they are negotiating the movie rights right now. Right and they're now. very close to it. Right, are that's right. Right now, and they're and they're and and they're they're in negotiations for 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 the movie all now. It's amazing. It's timely too because I, I yeah. got quite interested, and I yeah. had friends that I don't know how they had the courage to go to Egypt and go to all those places and breathe that air in or whatever they think they got the superbug from. But um, they're trying. I don't know where they they did they track it down finally the the origin of this thing. It was a comment. It's it's it it was not. Um, um, it, 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 it is not like the, the, the covert virus where it just came out of nowhere. It, um, science is very aware of, of, of that particular, of that particular um, superbug and, and is aware, science is aware um, that, that it's antibiotic resistant. It's the, most, it's the most powerful superbug on the planet. It's terrible. It's, it's like, terrible. You know, it's I'm just a, glad they have some kind of cure because I, I had I didn't know what the name of that cure was, but I had heard that there was uh, some kind of cure like that. They would seem like uh, do they do it with injections into the bloodstream. Yeah, right into the bloodstream. Bam, just like that. Wow. You know? yeah. yeah. Well, it works. So that's that's, that's phenomenal. So. It's a very interesting book, and I advise you guys to get it. And uh, how are you doing on time? How are you feeling? I'm fine. We can keep on going. I was just looking up. Yeah, we can just keep on going. I I I'm only um, I only have two people that I'm going to see tomorrow, so I won't be slaving over that hot crystal ball all day long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to tell I'm going to tell these people on the phone. I'm going to tell you one more time. Be ready with your name. And you've got to write down a question, and I'm going to take yeah. one more call, and then we're going to talk some more. But just do it because you're messing up the feng shui. Yeah, because when, when, when it hesitates like that, um, I'll, I'll, or, or, you know, it gets interrupted. I, I, I can't make a connection. And then you know what happens? I get irritated. Um, and I don't I, like I getting irritated. I know here. he does. Pardon? He doesn't like it, okay? I knew I could yeah. hear your irritation. I, yeah, I don't. I, was, I don't want to get you irritated, Mister. I, 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 you know, it was, it was, it was really frustrating because um, I, I, I couldn't get us. I, I, well, I, I have been a broadcaster a lot of my life, and and I was um, hearing. I'm thinking this sounds. 
absolutely horrible. That was one. Two, I, I couldn't get a connection because I just want the lady to tell me your name. Well, because um, it's like static. It's like giving somebody giving you static and not giving you a straight answer. That, and well, there is right. an answer. Just give it. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, so now I, I did get a bit frustrated. Um, now, next person is area code nine one seven. Please give your name and your location, please. And just tell me, yeah, and just, just yeah, no, just, just it's simple. What's your name and location? And and basically, what I really want to do is hear somebody speak, and that that's really what I'm looking for. Um, and the easiest thing is to say your name. What's your name? Oh. Yeah. Live. Right. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hello. My name is Karen from New York. Karen. Hi, Karen. I'm really glad to talk with you. Um, one you. of the reasons that I'm glad to talk with you right now at this time is because just about anything that I'm going to tell you about where your life is going is 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 going to be a step up, up you know, like like because you're coming from a rather intense, emotionally turbulent time, and it's not like a week or two, um, like no. perhaps perhaps from um, about uh, 2016, maybe even 2015. So over that past four or five years has been one of the more emotionally intense and highly stressful times in your life. So if I would have been talking to you a couple of years ago, I would have been kind of nervous about what I would say. Now I'm telling you that that you're just completing that period, that cycle, and now you're coming into a diametrically opposite one. Relationships, family matters, things going on, all that relate to your heart, that not as it beats, but as your heart feels. This is the time where, where, where you'll be going through some really impressive emotional um, heart, um, healing and bonding, rebonding in a deep connected relationship or, or creating a new relationship, one, one, one of the two. Um, and one other thing, regardless of how you make your money, when we're in April, May of 2021, you'll be receiving it in a different way or a different location or a different place. Um, what do you want to know, Karen? Wow. That was quite amazing. <laughs> um, I'm yes. sorry. Was, are you, this is Karen speaking? Yes. Okay. Um, you want to tell the people how... It was amazing because they don't hear, see all those things. What, oh, did, what, what um, amazed you, uh, Karen? Well, I lost my partner a oh. very, very long time last year, and um, around 2015 is when he was diagnosed with a very, uh, in a blood, kind of a blood cancer, and oh. anyway, it just kind of got worse from there. I was his so health sorry. advocate. And his caregiver, and very close, and yeah, wow. it's a long story. I was, you know, a lot of stress. I'm and sorry that I'm, you that you somehow didn't you know. <laughs> I didn't even. I was in denial too. I I believe, you know. Yeah. So when he did so, pass last year, I was in shock. Still, somewhat am. Yeah. Anyway, so and, you're yeah. you're now at the end of that phase, that cycle. Now, um, you, you've healed well. You're healing more. Um, yes. So I'm going to just ask you one 
personal question. Um, how old are you now? <laughs> I won't tell anybody. I'm 71. How old are you? I'm 70. Oh, well, you're just a baby. Um, <laughs> you, you're just you're just a child still. Um, so so um, here's the thing about being 70. You've learned more about your inner self and your own spirituality over the past couple of years than you've learned at any other time. And although this loss has been so deep and horrible for you, you've learned more um, about compassion and sensitivity, um, commitment, dedication. This isn't just something that you did for your partner. This is something that you're creating that um, different circumstances. But if you open your heart and open your mind, there is another life partner that will be here for you. And that being, while, while um, what goes around comes around, um, wouldn't necessarily be nursing you to your death, would be here um, supporting you, loving you, um, should there ever be a crisis. Ooh. Yay! Well, 70 is a new, six, new 50. So you get to start over. Yeah. Well, you with know, more information you, you, this time. And you well, also. Like and and you also um, um, you probably have at least another um, twenty two years left. Woohoo! So um, and I don't see you living alone. That twenty two years. Is there well, anything else that you would like to ask this evening, Karen? Yes, I'd like to know um, what is it I, you know, what are my actual gifts and what am I supposed to do with the rest of my life here? Well, we talked about that part. Um, I'm not, actually, I think I already told you um, some of the nurturing, that, that, that giving, that, that, um, that spiritual mm-hmm. stuff. It, it, it's also not for me to tell you what, what they are. You know what they are. Mm-hmm. Um um, you know better than I. Karen, it has been absolutely delightful to speak with you. Thank you. Have Thank a wonderful evening. Thank you so evening. much for calling in. Thank you so much. Can I ask some more specific questions? All right, only one, because others are okay, listening. You, or one more. Go ahead. Do you see, do you see me um, getting my partner's music together, relearning the keyboard, and somehow having him channel his music because he he never you know we can't find any recordings or anything and he wrote beautiful music so do you see me being able to To play the music or or make sure that it gets played um we'll have him kind of channel through me and so i can play it and then you know maybe get it recorded and out there if you focus on that and you believe that, then you will do it. Mm. Karen, thank you very much for talking with me. Good night, evening. Karen. Thank you. Take care of yourself. Stay well, okay? Okay. okay. Thank bye-bye. you, too. Both of you. Many thank blessings. Thank you. Many blessings, too. Take care. Well, that was, that was interesting. 
yes. Um, I'm I'm just you know switching from from talking to doing readings is 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 a bit of a challenge. You know, it, different yeah, different it parts of the brain. Um, so so if I would have actually been doing a reading for Karen, I would have been a lot more detailed. I just looked at. Um, the the emotional state that she was going through and saw it. Um, if, if we would have been doing like a one on one, I I would have described it. Well, into I think it, it was. Right? I think you were real close. I think you were, it was phenomenal because okay. I felt that she got a little boost. I could feel her little herself being uplifted by yes. by what you said, and I I really believe that she's going to have uh, she's going to meet somebody like you said because I saw her as younger. Than what, what her years are. Yeah, I thought you know she I mean? was too. I thought she was but, too. But she thinks seventy is old. I'm sixty-eight, you know, and I'm, I really, I really feel like I'm fifty, you know, and I that thinking, I, I, no, I was, I was thinking around forty-one myself, but I, ah, what do ooh, I know? Right? <laughs> but we're like jazzing. We, but we just have that. Thank you so much, really. But we really, uh, I'm actually a great grandmother. My grandson has a son. There's five generations of us. My mother is still alive. So, so there's five generations of us above ground still. Congratulations. My, Thank my, you. my father is 91. Um, I'm 71. My daughter is 51. Um, I have an old child, too. She's 51, I think. Was she born in 69? Right. June, Your, yes, your daughter? Was, yes, that's right. June 1969. Yeah. And, I was... Hmm. Well, you must have been like, what, 8, 17? <laughs> 16, yeah. Yeah, my daughter was 16. At, I, yeah. Uh, well, I was I was twenty when Kimberly was born, and her mother was um, had just turned eighteen. So we were we were children. Um, and yes, we were. Kimberly did has not had any children. Had she have had children, um, and did it doing it like the same way that with with like my dad if, at the same mm-hmm. age, and then um, children. Under eleven would would be the age <laughs> of my great grandchildren if I had them. <laughs> yeah, my great grandson's seven now, so this is wow. kind of ridiculous at this point. So yeah. it's uh, you know, it's when my first is grandchild there... was born, I was so happy that life goes on. You know what I mean? Really, it's not all me anymore. Is there um, an Aboriginal, a First Nations kind of connection that you have? In my heart, I actually have a belief system that also aligns itself with uh, okay. uh, Native Americans. But the Greeks and the Native Americans, I, I have friends that have told me that their belief systems, they believe, you know, they keep on saying they're from Asia and all that, but the, the Native Americans believe they're actually from Greece, that uh, – you know how the Native Americans live by democracy, if you didn't notice. They do have a form of democracy, and they believe that they um, – so it's weird that you brought that up because that that's a secret in my heart, really, that I do really? believe that. Okay. Yeah. Ah, just a, just another lucky guess. Well, that was a lucky guess, but I'm it gave me chills because I've had – okay – so as I've grown older, things have gotten weirder. I don't know if they've gotten weirder for you, but they've gotten very strange for me. 
that the things that I've been talking about with you tonight, if I would have been listening a couple of years ago, would have been saying, Robert, you're getting pretty weird. <laughs> Get way out there, Robert. <laughs> Come back, Robert. <laughs> that, that, yeah. Well, okay, so. well, yeah. It's really strange because it's, it's actually starting to affect my closest friends. The same thing has happened to me. I said, okay. So the house next door, I'll just tell you a weird short story. The house next door was having its roof removed and replaced, right? And I, I fell asleep. There was a lot of hammering, a lot of tearing off of the, the roof, and they, they turned it right down to the boards. And I fell asleep, and I had a nightmare that uh, there was a huge earthquake, and the, there was a typhoon that came through, blew the roof off, and the whole thing was being destroyed and everything. And I woke up, and I went, what the hell? You know, what? Yeah. Okay. So I was looking around after the dream, and then I looked at the house next door. And I was thinking, is that coming from this house? And I never had a concept of maybe a house having a life of its own. So I walked over the house, and I looked, uh, I looked back and forth to be sure nobody was watching me. And I walked up to the house, and I put my hand on the house, and I said, house? I don't know how to tell you this, but you're not dying. They're just changing your roof. Okay? Wow. And I got embarrassed, and I walked away, and I went, wait a minute, i got to go talk to him again. So I went back, and I talked to him again, and I said, please don't freak out. They're just changing your roof, and you're going to be okay. And I patted the house like he was a friend. I felt like, okay, I'm really getting crazy in my old age, but do you know the house simmered down? Because I have animals that send me dreams, and this is the first time I, I actually what I felt was an inanimate object sent me a dream. And then I started thinking about the cellular level that is built with boards and stuff like that. So that house, in essence, is alive, and the Native American believes everything holds a spirit. Indeed, true. Isn't that true? So you, yes, that's true, and I, I, I'm... So, so basically, what you did is you um, uh, calmed the energy in that house down. And yeah, you I told the house him. Go from uh, being in a panic attack or yes. a PTSD um, episode into being yes. calm and relaxed. Yes. And it made the roof get put on easier. It was. It's beautiful. I mean, yeah. I the house calmed down. It's beautiful, and it's yeah. uh, you know I've had this with animals my whole life. Like they'll come mm-hmm. to me, especially in dreams. Everything from change my water to I need water to mm-hmm. you know whatever they want. You know they'll come and tell me, or that I'm going to pass away pretty soon. Come to me. They've mm-hmm. and strange animals have come to me just to pass away. You know, and uh, you know wow. it's a uh, it's quite astounding, really. But that's I, along with what you said is that that is part of my belief system now, but it wasn't like last year. So they change and grow and evolve. Well, everything has a a life, and if we were reverent enough, we would actually do that, say a little prayer when we come and go from our house. You know, Pat, I don't know, because I've always named my cars. I don't know about you, but maybe there's a, a life to things that we don't really realize. I I I never named my cars. I don't think. You never named your cars? No. Um, I've I've had some pretty nice cars too. I I I've never um, had a name for them. 
Um, I know I name every single do. one of them. Yeah, I, I name all uh, of them. Yeah, I, I've got three uh, golden retrievers. They're champion show dogs, and um, they live with me, or I live with them. Um, I I um, sense their energy. They work with me a lot too. I always have one. Actually, I've got three around me right now. They, they, they are part of of my work. Have been for ever since I started getting dogs, which was it was fairly late in life. I was in my mid forties before I got my first dog. Really? Yeah. I've had an animal my whole life. You're you, that's that's lucky. You're lucky or not? Um, I, I am. I, I I was always afraid that um, living on the street, um, yes. I wouldn't be able to look after them. I was always fear. That's that's it. That's uh, well, that's because you have common sense. And I would put drug a dog with me and put him in my pocket and make the dog miserable. Yeah. You know, at least you have some common sense. <laughs> you know, but you want to provide yeah. a roof for these dogs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would so, drag mine through the mud with me. So yeah. Um, I probably would do that now. Um, I know. Yeah. Right. But now, now that well, I now you're your running partners now. Now it's too late. You're in. You're in with it. So. Yes. You know, yeah, it's, uh, that, so we, right. it's uh, we've come. Up, we're coming upon our our, our second hour, and. Uh, do we I take a to break? Say, Is that what happens, or are we just going straight well, through? We could. Uh, what do you want to do? Well, I'm. I'm, I'm here for. I'll do what you want. Well, within well, reason. It's, well, you know, the show's going to be yeah. over in a minute. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, because I don't know how much more you can take, really. I'm I'm wide awake. You're wide awake? Okay. Yep. Whatever whatever you want. Um, 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 when when the energy gets flowing, and, and it is, um, uh, um, it, it, um, I, I wake up, I get all charged up. Um, the energy flows through me, and I get quite invigorated. So I'm, I'm good for now. Yeah, like if okay. you want to keep going, I'm good. We, we can okay, so let's just so let's take a, a – I'm going to try one more time with area code 917 now. Now, please just give your name. Same, same lady? I'm giving you a chance now. No, it's a never oh. different 917. So I don't okay. know if the call was a different – there's a slightly different phone number. So, oh, okay. Uh, okay, so please, person, give the first name and your location, yeah. but just give it to them straight. Even, just, just as long as you, you know, make up a name, just just, just say it. You're live, Clearly, Liz. Clearly, right? That's what Miracle I'm looking 917. Hi. Hi. Is that the caller that said hi? Yeah. Hi. Okay. Yes, she is. So, what's your name? Oh, hey. My name is Lisa. How are you? Great, Lisa. And happier and better since I heard your voice. And whereabouts are you calling from? I am actually calling from New York City. From from where? New York City. New York City. Oh, so, okay. Thank you. Now, you've been waiting a long time. What would you like me to talk about with you? What would you like to know? Uh, I would like to know my next career. Um, and you're, 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 I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just having a little bit of trouble hearing you. Oh, okay. I would like to know uh, about career changes. I'm looking to move to your uh, previous. I'm, I'm sorry, you would like to know your previous what? Is it you would like no. to know? 
Okay. Are you speaking in... right into your phone, or don't use a? Yeah, my 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 hearing's lousy these days too. Yeah, let me take. Yeah, pick off speakerphone. Speak right into your phone. The battery is dying. The battery is dying. Uh oh, plug it in. Better now. Yeah. Plug it in, Lisa. All right. Okay. She goes. Okay. Okay. So what 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 is it that you were saying to me? Okay, um, I'm moving to Connecticut, uh, probably in the springtime, no later than summer, and I would like to see, as far as the job market, do you see me interviewing? Are, so you're uh, asking about a job, is that correct? Yes. Is that what uh, you're asking? In yes, in the Connecticut. Okay, area. so um, we're at the beginning of October. As you're in the... Um, as you're in the, the third week of November. So let me just, I just pulled up my calendar here. When you are at um, November 17th, happens to be a Tuesday. I know that because I'm looking at the calendar. So by November 17th, that's Tuesday of 2020, you will be in a position. It is not necessarily going to be long-term like years. However, it will be a position that you'll be bringing and earning money. Uh, And then in... February and, and that'll keep you all the way through in you know to the you know the turn of the the new year if you celebrate Christmas Christmas time too and then and then um, by February there would be a permanent position that you could have for a pretty long time after that I I you, you sound like you're young um, but but I thought everybody was young tonight so I. <laughs> <laughs> so so um um so so uh you you you'll have the position for a pretty long time. Did that answer is that what you were looking for? Yeah, that's fine. Is that oh, oh that didn't sound very clear. What 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 were you looking for then? No, you well, you answered it fine. You answered Okay. It, yeah, I yeah, I didn't think I would get a job so soon, but you said it's temporarily but then in February there's something permanent that will go long right. term. Okay. That sounds good. Okay, I'm I'm so happy that I was able to give you that information. And and if you ever want some tea, um, when it comes about, give me a shout and uh, tell me how it worked. You, you can you can find me on the internet, um, Robert Lindsay Milne. So let let me know how that goes, and Uh-oh. you'll get it. Particularly the one in February, you'll get it because of where you're working. Um, one of the employees or even the boss will say, you know what, um, my friend or I, I know this person and, and they're looking for a full-time person like you. And that's how you get it. Oh, right. Sounds okay. good. <laughs> and okay. the re- so what that indicates is that you're now coming into a cycle where instead of things happen to you, well, the good things tend to happen to you slowly. And, and, and this, has been, this has been going on where, um, for a long time. When, when, a long time, three years. Um, it, it's like 
everything that you have to do or try to do just seems to be difficult or that or that it's 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 like there's this great big hand holding you back you know like grabbing onto the back of your 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 coat and saying you know you're only going to walk as fast as i say it's it's like you've been held back you're coming out of that cycle and the ability now or the or the tendency that um what you put out the energy will start coming back faster or another way to say it is you're starting to get lucky. Mm-hmm. I mean, lucky, and I. And by the way, lucky. I mean, like, like things work out for you, and not like just, you know, being lucky today, as it were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I'm not Yay. quite sure how far I can go with this, but, but, but your luck is going to be more um, um, with with um, you know things that you want to happen um, on a, on a material basis. Like getting jobs, oh. things like that. Just like, just like in, you know, um, all of a sudden one day you're going to be talking to somebody, and they're very good at either making curtains or drapes, um, or or uh, has has drape material. And the reason that that's going to mean something to you is because you're going to be changing the drapes in in or or, or changing the curtains in 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 the place in which you live. Um, now and it just appears for you so she's going to be in the flow you're going to be in the luck flow it's going to go your way right i've been waiting for this for such a long time (laughs) okay well thank you very much i've enjoyed talking with you have a wonderful weekend thank you lisa for calling in thank you okay bye-bye sure i'm having really hard a really hard time hearing what people are saying. Um, yeah, the, that's it the, anyway. The volume. The phone lines are off. Yeah, I'm really having trouble hearing anything that people say. Um, so I, I don't, I don't really know what, what, what she said in response to, to what I said. She's, she's happy. She's happy that uh, I heard what she was saying, and sometimes uh, it depends on uh, what their connection is that makes it. Right. Because sometimes yeah. it's clear as a bell. Because uh, we are calling from all the, you know, we're talking from quite a distance, and it's still, it's really a nice, clear thing. But sometimes on a cell phone, there's an interference, so that's the, yeah. that's the racket. So anyway, but um, I feel the same way. I'm quite pleased that she's in it. Her luck is finally coming, and she's going to get uh, the world is her oyster. That's did did she say anything about? You know the pace of her life, because um, cause I didn't hear a response. I just I just said things. She said she was happy. She said she oh, was happy okay. to hear the good news. Yeah, oh, I, okay. that's what good. I heard. All right, I'll so take that. thank you for I'll calling in, Lisa. She's she's still listening. Yeah. So oh, thank she? you for okay. calling in, well, Lisa. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll take. I'm I'm happy. Things are happening. I'll I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. Okay. And of course, good. you can you can email you can get a hold of him on his website. Lisa, if you want to uh, give yeah. me some feedback later, www.rlmreadsu.com. Yeah. Y-L-U.com. Yeah. Um, yeah. My name, Robert Lindsay Milne, readsu.com. That's it. R-L-M. So, so um, I, I can also be found on Facebook as well, if, 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 if you were looking. And very shortly in the next... Um, um, month, I'll, I'll I'll have a whole new website up and running. This one's a little bit Yay. behind. Well, what's in what's in the future for you? What are you, what are you looking? What's what's your next uh, thing? 
we just started doing it. Um, I had thought a little while ago that my time of appearing on shows was was completed, and I thought that my life was going to be and and this isn't the, you know this is, isn't a complaint. I I thought that that my my performing side of my my work um i i'd lived through it i uh, i've i've done it and and that in some ways i would slow down um and and but but i would still do readings and when you've been doing this work for as long as i have you know i have a um a really good practice a really good clientele and i work but it wasn't with the same intensity or excitement. And then when when the Perfect Predator came out, and I, and I thought I was never going to do a show again, and and I was okay. And then the Perfect Predator came out, and I thought, wow, this is um, uh, a lot of fun again. And uh, Michelle, um, the the one who, who who books me now, you know, presented the idea, Robert, if you would mm-hmm. like. Um, you, you know, she said she was a publicist, and she said, "If you would like, I can I can book you on shows." And I had to decide: Do I want to work like that again? I had to decide. And one of the things I was worried about is, at this point, maybe I lost. You know, maybe I've I've aged, and 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 maybe I don't have the sharpness that I that I used to have. And then I thought. You know, maybe the younger people are 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 better than me now, and and maybe maybe I just wouldn't have it. So my concern was, how well would I perform? And when I started talking on shows and doing calls, I realized that I haven't lost it. Um, I am really sharp, and I love doing it. So I am um, kind of like making a comeback. At at seventy one, and um, amazing. Well, you yeah, deserve it because this is. I was thinking about it too because you know I, I've been. Uh, I worked. Uh, I'm a counselor for federal prisoners, and uh, I did that for the last fifteen years. And then I was with uh, uh, substance abusing women and domestic violence. Before that, was with drug exposed babies, and then before that, I was in the streets getting prostitutes off the streets. I was doing this on my own. That's how I started out. It's just going out to the street and getting housing for homeless prostitutes and their kids living in cars and stuff like that. You know, that's I just doing stuff. You know, you I do. I have no idea. You have a noble calling. You do something noble. Thank work. you. Thank you for saying that because God has given me these little honorable badges in my heart. I've actually felt when He's handed me another little You're award. You know, well, well, God, it's amazing God, that you God said that. God gave you those um, little badges when you mm-hmm. earned them. They weren't yes. like just gifts; you earned them. No, so they weren't. He, I, I earned them. Yes. The word is adorned, and and you got adorned by um, his gifts or her gifts or its gifts, whatever you see God as. It's so so incredible because, uh, like things that you're talking about. Uh, with the dog and and what's happened to you is that um, I've had that happen in such extreme 
uh, terrorizing cases, you know, and that I've known that I was there to stop whatever it was. And one time I had just left the coffee, coffee shop and uh, I was with a young man, but I was driving my bug. I remember that. And uh, I was just getting ready to make a right-hand turn out of did the you driveway. Say, did you say bug like in beetle? Like a beetle yeah. bug? Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> okay. So I was driving uh, yeah. my bug. Mad- Madame Rushka, my, my ragtop, oh, okay. 63 ragtop. So oh, okay. I was, in her, I was wow. driving her, and then I heard something. And it sounded like an animal screaming. And I heard it, and I turned, and I looked, and about eight, uh, okay, what I'm about to tell you is just the truth of what happened. I'm not talking about discrimination thing. I'm just saying this is what happened. About eight young black guys, about 15 to 19, were beating this Asian man, about 50-something, with a, with a pipe. They had wow. pipes, and they were beating him to death. And what I heard was his screams. Were, it sounded like an animal dying. It was a, was one of the first, it rattled me to my bones. So something like tapped me on the shoulder and said, "It's you, like you. I have to stop it." So I put my car in park, and I opened the car door and I screamed for them to stop it. They barely flinched, right. and I screamed again, "Stop it!" And then they looked at me, and then I screamed because so, they kept pounding him. They were going to kill. They're trying to kill the poor man, and I screamed so loud it could have stopped the train. Really, stop it! I mean, loud. And they stopped. Their their actually shoulders went up to their ears because it was piercing. And they came after me, so I pretended I was going to run them down with a car. I was really just going to run over the center divider, but I was pretending I was going to hit them with my car. And they took off. So I went around the corner, and the man was crawling up to the corner. And then some friends of his from the liquor store, some other Asian guys, put him in to the store. And then I turned around because the guy next to me was, he he had to be six foot five. But he was paralyzed with fear. He couldn't move. He couldn't help me help them. You know what I mean? And I remember looking at him and telling him I had to do that. I'm sorry. I feel sorry for you. That's all I said. I said he never talked to me again. I missed up with that date. Yeah. Anyway, he was cute. But but that was the end of that. But what I'm saying is that I felt that metal being put on on my heart. And yeah. uh, that I could at least do whatever I could. But then, let's say you have to do a, something like that. You don't hang around later. I knew that my life was in danger and just leave. Yeah. So to this day, I avoid that area. It's like a, a weird vortex over here in Gardena. It's a, it's a weird triangle of uh, hatred over here, you know. But uh, it's it's weird because the next week, a couple was killed, you know, at that stoplight. They were just at the stoplight. You know, it's pretty vicious out here in the world. I've, you know? I've heard it, that. It is. It's uh something going on, especially here in Los Angeles. I know it's going along all over the whole world, but here in Los Angeles, there's a lot of uh, I've been right in the thick of it for a really long time, you know, so I don't run off of fear too much, because I've been putting, paying my dues for a long time, you know, but it's. Uh, do you feel that something else is coming? Because I knew the day I talked about it was in March, 
when me and a friend, my friend Curtis were talking on the phone, I said, Curtis, it's coming down right now. He said, well, is it coming down now? I said, it's coming down right now, and that's when the whole world shut off. I knew I had three days to do what I had to do before we were going to be on shutdown, and that's exactly what happened. I didn't know it would be worldwide. You know, I just thought maybe my town or, or whatever. But uh, do you feel America, America something's coming? There's a lot coming, and we're yes. we're, we're we're going through um, uh, a, a change in in the um, structure of the world, and and uh, um, we're we're, we're um, institutions that were once strong and powerful will will be fading away, and new ones will will be coming over. The next four years, America will continue to be the great country that it is. And what America is going through right now is um, a family crisis. And, and each family member is now starting to scream, I want my fair share. I'm not getting my fair share. So everyone right now is fighting over that. In time, in a, not a long time from now, um, again, what will happen is, is the streets will calm down. The par- oh, parliament, um, the, the government will uh, calm down. They'll start becoming more respectful of one another, um, more appreciative of one another, but the, but the political system, the structure of the parties will change, become different. In four years from now, this pandemic will be a memory um, because there's going to be another one after this, so we'll kind of miss, we'll forget about the COVID will be prepared for the next one, and it will shut us down for a short time. America will also be um, at peace and once again start to run the world again. We, 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 and by the way, the rest of the world wants you to do it too, or most of the rest of the world you know, you know, wants, wants America to start, start um, leading again. Snap out and of it, it will, yeah. And that and that and that and that will happen. Hmm. Um, and and um, and it, it will happen with the next administration. Okay. Well, that's a good insight. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear it. You know, it's uh, the status quo is not going to keep up and keep happening. So that's why I I understand uh, what's going on with uh, the young people in America. Everybody's just fed up with it, you know. I remember this. I'm I'm back from the '60s, you know. Uh, I remember oh, yeah. watching That's all this stuff happen over and over and over. And ab- it's just absolutely. Now it's the kids doing the same thing. It's not any different, but they're very much more focused now. I, we weren't as focused back then. It was more about music and clothes and well, peace, love, and let's change everything. Yeah, we didn't have all that. We didn't have phones. We didn't have anything. Well, yeah. So so we we didn't have that technology. We and and it's the technology that that is 
um, allowed us to uh, communicate across uh, great distances. Um, it's the it's 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 um, the technology that that um, gives us all individual power and and capabilities. So it evens the score. You, you know, when once upon a time, mm. if if you had a strong opinion, you, you know, you got to say it to your friends. Now you can you can um, say it to anybody, and and they'll hear it because of the internet. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because now we're all like, uh, what does somebody say? We're all like generalists on Facebook now. We all have our opinion. We're all saying it, and we're all we have a format, and we're we're doing it. And some people are taking it, you know, pretty. I take it kind of seriously, you know. I uh, get mad once in a while, put my thoughts out there, but I'm trying to keep it positive because I was getting into too many arguments, you know, and uh, I can't I can't keep doing that. I just blew a gasket. I just can't keep. I can't keep it up. You know. Yeah. It's too much friction. It's too much friction. I. And I. Um. Yeah. I. I'm not that much of a. Of, of a protester. Um. Like, like. Like I said, my focus is um, what's in front of me. And, yeah. And I. I help. The, the being the person that that and 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 that being you know can be a dog or a cat or um, if I'm walking along the street and I see a snail on the on the on the street I I I, I take the snail and put it um, where where um, it's 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 damp and in the grass so that you know so so that it'll it'll That's it'll so live. Kind. And 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 That's I and so I kind because they yeah. do have thoughts, you know, like that story about that poor dried up little octopus that was on the sand at the beach, and they had the mind to return it to the ocean, and it was revived, and they yeah. came back to the beach the next day. That little thing remembered them and crawled up to them, right? You know, and yeah. it crawled up to his foot. You know, like yes. thanking them, you saved me, and he knew he was saved. And yes. when we think of all the, the blessed uh, beings, yeah. you know, how they look. Okay, because one time, oh, this happened so many years ago. I think that's when I started realizing I had this sort of Native American insight to things. Is that I was sitting there with my ex, and we were talking and watching how the dolphins and trying to beat themselves because they were sick, and then people would take them in and uh, help them, and then return them back to the ocean. And he right. and, and I, he said, "Why are they doing?" It? I said, "Because they know that we're going to help them. They're watching right. us from the ocean." And it was such a freaky idea to him. And it turns out that is what they're doing. They know that we can help for some reason, and they're watching us from the ocean. They see that we're up here. We can do stuff, you know. And I don't know if one dolphin will tell another one, well, they helped me. You better go get some help. Go to the dolphin doctor. I don't know. But what they, I'm saying they, they is... Certainly, they certainly have a perception of us, and they, they do. do communicate with one another very clearly. Um, so wow. an, in, an experience that I had um, around doing doing readings, and this happened uh, you know, many years ago. Um, I, was, I was doing a reading for a woman, um, and this woman was uh, really tough. She was a tough broad, and <laughs> and she was the kind of person that if she 
liked you, she loved you, and you were protected, and if she didn't like you, she hated you, and, and there would be no, resent, no redemption. Uh, she hadn't decided with me. And, and when I was doing, uh, I try to do her reading, it was really difficult. And I was struggling um, with with the thoughts. It was it, it was a lot like the first call we took, and 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 I was struggling with that 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 energy, and and at the same time, there was a big fly on the window uh, beside where I was sitting, and the heart. The more I tried to tune into this woman the louder the fly got, and it got louder and louder. And I was struggling to do her reading, and I was very, very close to just saying, oh, I'm terribly sorry, I can't tune into you. And um, just before I said that, instead, because the fly was making so much noise, I just said to her, excuse me, I'll be right back. And I got up, went to the kitchen, and I came back with a, a glass I put the glass over the window where the fly was. I caught the fly under the glass, slid a piece of paper under the glass with, you know, to keep the fly in. I walked to the, you know, the patio door, opened it, let the fly out, and then closed the door. I came back and sat down, and as soon as I sat down, and I started to do this woman's reading again, in about a minute she said, I've never seen anybody do that before. And I smiled and nodded my head and continued doing her reading. And then a few minutes later, she said, I would have just killed it. And I smiled and nodded my head and continued on with her reading. And then right at the very end, and by the way, the reading was flowing like like, yes. like, like water and, and um, o- o- over a waterfall. And um, at the end of the reading, she looked at me and she said, you know, I think I could do that one sometime. And I smiled and thanked her very much and handed her the recording for her reading. If I would have killed that fly, I never would have been able to tune into her. And I believe that... Amazing. I believe that the fly, we all had a symbiotic connection, and that and that um, that fly was a part of uh, what was going on and with, with this woman, and it's it's what helped gain her trust. And that's it's what so, it it's so profound. It's profound because okay, do you know Carl Jung, the psychologist or psychiatrist? I know who he is. Yeah, who he okay, was, yeah. Carl Jung. So he was working with a really difficult uh, patient, who, but he works in symbology. So he was asking about her dreams, and they were talking about her dreams, because they couldn't really make a breakthrough. And then she, uh, she was talking to him. They were, they were talking, uh, you know, knee to knee like, like they do uh, back in the day. And then uh, she, he said, well, tell me your dreams. She said, well, she, she was dreaming about a scarab. And uh, this is when his, his his insight into synchronicity, I think he coined the phrase synchronicity, yes. an actual scarab beetle flew through the window when she said uh, that. Right. That she had been right. dreaming of a scarab. And then here it presented itself. Yeah. And that that made a profound breakthrough in her, what he would say her psyche, you know, made mm-hmm. a profound breakthrough. But I think that 
it is what presents itself that, that let's say when we're ready and we need the help, the help will be presented. Right. That's know, right. It's there for yeah. us. With Profound. the fly, with, for me and the fly, I actually did what I normally would have done. It was not unusual for me to do that. But to You're the, very kind. But the, well, yeah, um, I, I'm i focused. Okay, thank you. Um, I get embarrassed over, you know, if that, it's like <laughs> I really don't talk about, you know, I, I don't think of myself in terms of, of, of being spiritual. Um, it's, um, I, 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 I sometimes think it's, it's, bragging when you talk about how spiritual you are, which would mean, you know, you're comparing yourself to others and you're more spiritual than them. And um, I I just do what my instincts lead me to. And generally, um, I get high when I do nice things mm-hmm. for me. I, I, so I, I get a rush from that. Ca- it's catchy. It's like, okay, yeah. so I told you my weird story about the house, and I did yeah. talk about it to my best friend. Yeah. Who knows that I have this ability? So she really does, you know. She's seen phenomenal things happen mm-hmm. to me, and yeah. she knows these things are happening. And I have saved her by I do her hair. I saw a weird thing on her neck. I said I want to go to the doctor right now. And it was a malignant melanoma. I said, How did you know? I said I looked at it. It didn't feel right. Didn't look right. You know, and blah blah blah. blah. But this is what happened. She said she was at work, and she came and she opened the door of her car, and somehow a bee had gotten stuck in her car. And she's terrified of bees. But for some reason, she said it was half dead, it was hot, and she didn't know how it could still be alive, but it was still alive. So she turned it over, and she gently like, helped it get on the ground, and then she went to the, she put it near the bush, and after it revived, it got up, got up and flew away. She right. said, you know why I did that? I said, I can't believe because she doesn't like birds or be, you know, flying things. And I, she said, you know why I did that? Because that thing you said about the house. She says, everything has a spirit. Right. I went, yes. So right. it, it's catchy. You yeah. know, so that's why we need to hear these these stories because we learn from each other and we're helping each other, you know, hand by hand going across this trek of life. Yeah. This long road. Right. I feel like I've been out here a long time. That's <laughs> what I feel like. Just right now or, or generally? I think generally. I just wonder about things. Um, yeah. Uh, what, what do you wonder about? Uh-oh. What other things? Pardon? Are you going to tell me something? I thought I had oh. lots of stuff all night. You've been telling me a lot of stuff all night. I thought um, I already have been. No? You have been. I've been it's, it's been incredible, you know. It's uh, really something. I just, you know, sometimes I wonder because, you know, I we, I did uh, retire from, uh, sort of retired. I re-upped my, all my certifications and my credentials, just in case I go back. But I was wondering at this stage, should I go back, or should I do something else, or should in I just? In terms of I don't your know. your work, like in yeah. your calling, and yeah, well, so what you'll then what you'll be deciding is 
are you going to focus on because you're because when you go back to work you will be focusing on material and and those and those gains on the other hand you'll also be giving service and you are prone um to give service rather than yes. seek material things you yes. will get the same level of satisfaction if you um do this, whatever it is that you're focusing on right now, if you do it for no money or some money, because what what you'll be, so you won't necessarily be working on a job, what you'll be doing is um, giving service and and um, thriving on the energy that you're giving out to others. That, that's what it's about, you giving service and, 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 and giving the energy out. So, um, that and and it will be the service. So um, anyway, it's like a bomb to my soul. No, okay. what you just said is like a bomb to my soul because that's oh, what yeah. makes me tick. Yeah, okay. that's what makes me tick. Because uh, right. I can do, I can you know do self-serving myself forever. Right. But nothing makes me tick more than to help others. That's right. You know, just to. Be in service. It, it, the more you give, the more you get. You know, and the, and the that, happiness and the right. fulfillment. That, so that exactly right. you're right on. You're right on it. Yeah. So okay. Because I thought about. I thought you were, you're right on because uh, I could be more stable money-wise if I go back, but then I'm going to be right. trapped. You know, in the prison system again. Right. And I I don't think right. that this age I can take the stress anymore of of that that particular thing. Whatever whatever you did in the prison system, you can do on the street. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah. You don't, okay. You don't right. need. You don't. I gotcha. Right. You don't need. You personally don't need to have it um, wrapped up in the form of a job. Okay. Thank you. Um, you can make it your calling rather than your job. You will get the same <sighs> sense of fulfillment. Now, if you need the bread, well, then go back to work. But you'll see it for some reason as selling your soul or selling out. Yeah, I do. So I see things like that. You would you would have more guilt in doing it for money, or or you would no. I have You would have um, less positive feelings if you were working and giving that service and you were getting money for it than if you weren't getting money for it. You'll have more inner fulfillment. And the reason okay. for that is because if you just do it for you, your way, um, you'll you'll be expressing yourself purely with no one else's energy, um, or or no one's uh, no one else's energy that would interfere with what you're doing. You won't have any restrictions in terms of of, of rules or or um, protocol or, or or anyone looking out looking over you. And and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, quite frankly, um, you've been bossed out. Yeah. Um you you've you've had too many bosses. Thank you. You right. you know you're right because I will um really I've had to actually slam my door just so they couldn't hear so we could just carry on with a bit of counseling. Right. You know what I mean? Because That's right. people are so bizarre in this world That's and right. 
they don't really help. You know, and my clients still call me to this day and say thank right. you. You know, the only, the, and they'll look at you when they come out of prison. They take a look at me and go, "Are you really real? Is this really at you?" Because yeah. I I feel love and caring. You know what I mean? Uh, yep. I'm not I'm not a backstabber. I can help you. You right. know what I mean? I, and I know what to Absolutely. do. You know, Absolutely. and that's a gift. And yes. uh, you're right. So I'll carry on without all that baloney because these people yeah. are nuts. The system, especially, I've been in every system, you know, county hospital, state, yeah. and feds, and it's all messed up. All of it is, they're all crooked. I hate to say right. that, but there's so something you've bad. Been, you've, been, you've been bossed out. You've had too many bosses. Um, yep. you, you do things better on your own. So if it's inner fulfillment you're looking for, just do it on your own. If you need to make the money, well, you know, go go do that too. Um, yeah, both I'm going to figure that away. Yeah, I need the money. Be, I'm going to figure it out. Right. Both ways are successful. It just depends on do you need the material or 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 do – and if you need the material now, go to work and get it um, because um, – um, for you, your ability to draw money or energy to you um, it will get a whole lot better when when you believe you deserve it. And okay. and pardon, I believe it. That's true. Yeah. So you'll get a whole lot more when 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 you believe you deserve it. Um, and and so if 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 you need money, just Think about it and do and, and do the work. You'll get more fulfillment, nonetheless, by working um, on your own. And when you believe you deserve or worthy of the money, then you'll receive uh, what you need to live um, because the universe or God um, or Jesus or whoever it is that you believe will will um, bring that energy to you when you put it out. Um, you won't need a boss. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> Good to hear. It. And actually, yeah. it's a it's a real ring of truth, real yeah. ring of truth, crystal clear. Oh, that's good. Gosh, thank you. That, that, that's so, are you, are you going to get ready to have your dinner and get ready to go to bed pretty soon? Oh, I'm getting pretty close to it. But, but I know, if there's anybody I know. on the line, we could talk to them for a minute or uh, two. But, um, I don't think so. I have, some, I have one person, but I think it's still the same person. Oh, okay. Yeah, because what, what, one what, by the one. Same person that what? That, I, think that, that, I think it's Lisa. The first one of I the night? I think Lisa's still listening. Yeah, no, not that one. She's oh. gone. But there's only one on there, and, and her uh, question mark there, you know, they have a little question mark. That they want to ask a question, but I'm not sure. But you want to talk? All right. Want to try her I've one more time? Talk to Lisa. I, I think. You, I think. I think this is Lisa. Do you want me to see? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Lisa, is that you? Are you still listening? Lisa. Guess not. Okay. Area code nine one seven. Hello. Okay. There's this. I okay. guess there's this. They're still listening. So, That's it. All right. So I I am starting to run down. Um, okay. Well, it's a, it's been such a pleasure, Robert. I I, I feel like I've met a new friend, and thank I you. so I, appreciate you. Thank you. 
he made me feel really good tonight. I mean, really, I feel like, uh, you know, you, you have a wonderful gift, and uh, I want everybody to, the, they're, you know, very impressed. Uh, Thank you. www.rlmreadsyou.com. Yeah, there's one other thing, though, that I would that I would like to just um, now. I've all my life, I've always had um, someone that I'm caring for, helping, healing. Right now, um, there, I have a very, very special friend, and her name is Antonetta. And Antonetta is the most beautiful, beautiful being I've ever met. Antonetta has fourth stage cancer. She's been very sick, very, very sick. And I would just ask your listeners tonight, please think of Antonetta and please send um, loving, healing energy to her. She needs it. She deserves it. And she wants to live and she can and she will. Please help her. We'll send out our prayers and our thoughts and our healing vibes to Antonetta. Yes. Thank you. She's such a beautiful person. She deserves it. She does. So Thank you, um, thank you. Thank you. So Robert, come back if you ever have any desire. Um I wish you well. Yeah, and I hope you have our first holidays coming up. Have a good time. Thank Whatever you, you're gonna so, do. I don't know if you guys are stuck where you guys are. we're still stuck in the house here. Yeah. So okay. Well we're 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 walking around these days but we have to wear masks and most of us do. Um oh, so good. if um so um anytime you'd like to have me back, please just, just um let me know. Um I and will. then if there's ever a time, you know, like one at the last minute one of your guests like don't show up. Just just give old Robert a call. I you, you know I'll pro- you know just, just give old Robert a call. I'll be I'll answer it. <laughs> I love it, Robert. Really, okay. I really appreciate that because you know that's what happens in a jam and vice versa. You yeah, can call on okay. me. You never, you never know. I'm that's I'm out right. here. That's okay, right. you take care, okay. Robert. Lovely having you on the show. Thank you. God bless Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. And I wish you everything the good thing. Okay, good night. Thank Take you. care. Good night. So this, well, I'm just impressed. I had a wonderful night. We spent the whole Friday night with Robert Milner, and we wish him and Antonetta all the best, and please keep her in your prayers. Uh, uh, we feel bad when uh, people are sick like that, and we know how it feels, and oh, God bless her. And I'd like to thank all our callers and listeners. Thank you so much for calling in, listening, and your patience for hanging on the phone. And I'm sorry the phone lines got a little bit, bit jumbled and messed up and you had to wait so long. But uh, I appreciate you. Come back next week. We have a, a wonderful new guest coming next week. And I appreciate you. And uh, just come back. Love you. And the paranormal and the sacred is a place where the unheard may be heard. And we'll be back every Friday night, 6 p.m. And love you very much. And, uh, of course, for the evening. Take care. Bye-bye.